The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic, Dynamic pet, pet Duo. Duo. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. This week on the show, we are talking about the best summer pet reads. Everett Jones, the reviews editor of Publishers Weekly, is here to provide his pet book recommendations. He'll talk about adults and kids pet books, as well as pet books of different genres. This way, we can always find a book to pique our interest. Believe it or not, I traveled to Las Vegas to find my I Likey of the Week. Perhaps <laughs> you will visit Sin City before the end of the year to enjoy a snack and a beverage from this pop-up cafe. Also in segment three, we're interviewing my friend Caroline Lovner, who is a professional volunteer. She works as a therapy dog team with her dog, Bo. She works more than 300 hours a year to help those in need. And in segment two... Guess what celebrity singer is on the cover of August Vogue with her dog? Learn the who, what, where, and why. Also, in Flex Facts, we're going to talk about prepping your pet for travel. Now, let's kick off the show with one of our favorite guests. That's George Burgess. Throughout his more than 40-year career at the University of Florida, George Burgess gained an international reputation with the media and the public as a reliable source and shark attack expert who always stressed the importance of shark conservation. And while George officially retired in 2017, he is crystal clear on one point. He is not done working and plans to stay engaged. So, George, tell us something about your engagement, your recent research. And your retirement. And your retirement, all of that. How's that going? Well, retirement is wonderful. I really like it. I... uh, have less uh, beaks to go to and and things like that. So it's uh, sort of being able to do what I want to do, and I enjoy that. Uh, we're uh, working on sawfish uh, in Indonesia. That's my major project right now, uh, gathering information on the status of these species. The uh, sawfish are uh, the next-door neighbors to sharks. They're actually a, a part of the ray family, and uh, they're endangered uh, throughout the world. The sub- species are, are endangered, and uh, we're looking in Indonesia to see what the status of the of the species there are, one of the last places where there's several species in, in one region, and uh, as you may know, Indonesia is, 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 has thousands of islands, so we've got to uh, uh, get the status of those uh, animals in that place. That sounds like a good trip. I want to go. We, uh, We've done that for the last uh, two years, uh, taking about a month uh, uh, each time in, in the islands. Wow. So, George, uh, <laughs> we asked our listening audience, we told them that you're going to be here, and we asked them to send their top shark questions. So our first question is from Max. He's from Inglewood, Florida. And he wrote about uh, 
the recent shark attacks. He writes, there were about 29 shark attacks that occurred in the United States this year. And did you notice anything that we should be aware of, of similarities? Uh, well, the, uh, I, unfortunately for, for, uh, for this uh, discussion, the answer is, is no. The, uh, these shark attacks are, are the same kind of things we've been having for years and years and years. And, and most of them are what we call hit and run attacks. They're, uh, Quick bites and grabs uh, by small sharks in the in the surf zone. Of course, we have uh, 25 to 30 of these a year in, in Florida alone, and uh, we think most of these are cases of mistaken identity, in which the shark makes a quick grab and basically makes a mistake. Looks at the uh, kicking of the feet or the splashing of the hands as uh, as bait items and makes a grab. And after a quick decision at that point, that it doesn't taste like a bullet or uh, B, it, uh, it's uh, simply w- way too big. It's way out of my class. And they let go, and they're gone. And so uh, no uh, uh, Jaws themes music behind, uh, behind it. Uh, the, uh... Well, you know, our next question comes in the form of a tweet, and it comes from Peggy from Michigan, who happens to be my sister, and she loves sharks. And she just wants to know if Shark Spotter, combining with AI and drones, to detect sharks is the future for tourist destinations. Wow, uh, Peggy, that is right, right on, Peggy, before. right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, perhaps uh, an answer lies in something similar to that, and that is that, uh, uh, of course, we as, as humans are invaders of the sea. We're, we're eco-tourists. Uh, it's a wilderness experience, and uh, as such, the... Uh, uh, any any, uh, any uh, 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 application of, of behavior has to be done by the humans rather than the sharks, and so uh, those are those are very possible techniques that are non-invasive, uh, which is something we want in the ocean. Uh, of course, using nets and things like that have negative uh, interactions with animals other than sharks, and, and we don't want that. So uh, uh, a, a non-intrusive uh, uh, way way to deal with it may be, be the thing we need. So uh, spotting the sharks from shoreline, passing that information up and down the beaches uh, is, is a thing that we do already here in Florida. we got to test them out, and if it works, it could be a good strategy to employ not only here in the United States but around the world. Okay, well, we have our next question from John from the Outer Banks in North Carolina. He posts, how does plastic pollution affect sharks? Plastics are a huge problem for all animals. And we see, of course, how seabirds and, and, uh, are ingesting these, and, and, and it causes problems with them. We see them with sea mammals, uh, sea turtles as well. Uh, as far as sharks go, uh, I don't think ingestion is a real problem. What I do see occasionally, however, is plastic straps and so forth get caught around the animal. Uh, these, these straps are, are circular, and so uh, they swim into the, the circle, if you will, and uh, they can't get out of it. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Well, lastly, Bryce notes that Shark Week is coming up. <laughs> any Any comments, any things that you're looking forward to for Shark Week? Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, I I don't believe I've done any shows of uh, Shark Week for a while. Uh, all I can say is I hope 
that uh, Shark Week shows are better than they have been in the recent past with more facts and less uh, less hype. More facts and less hype. That's what it's all about with George Burgess. George, thank you so much for joining us today. Very happy to be with you guys uh, and uh, have yourself a great day. Thanks so much. Take it easy, George. We love having you on here on the Pet Buzz. You're okay, anytime. You're the greatest. <laughs> that was George Burgess, an ichthyologist and fisheries biologist. He is an author and co-author of numerous books and papers on sharks and other fish. And on that note, stay with us because later in the show, we're going to talk about nose recognition for dogs. Up next, learn about what you need for summer travel with Fido. Dr. Fleck is going to tell us right here in Flex Facts on the Pet Bus. You got it. And shark. <laughs> oh, Walter. <laughs> Land shark. You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I'm pet expert Charlotte Reed, and I want to remind you how important it is to protect your pet against fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes with preventative tablets and topicals. By giving your dogs and cats preventative meds throughout the year, you are protecting your pet from Lyme disease, heartworm, flea allergies, worms, and more, causing unwanted and costly vet bills. Most importantly, these parasites can infiltrate your home, causing you and your family's health to be compromised. Remember, healthy pets healthy you. My name is Mike Ruiz and I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada and now I live in New Jersey. The thing that made me fall in love with Oliver was the very first time I met him. He was being fostered by a friend of mine whom I was visiting. I opened the door to my friend's house and Oliver came running up to me, sat at my feet and looked up at me with the most beautiful big brown soulful eyes and within 24 hours I had filled out all the paperwork and Oliver was my son. I've experienced a lot of discrimination with Oliver. We would walk down the street and people would literally cross the street you know when they would see us coming you know they saw like a menacing pit bull type dog but just found it so baffling because Oliver was the sweetest gentlest creature that I've ever met in my entire life sadly I lost Oliver in August of 2018 I wanted to commemorate him in a way that was very meaningful so I got this tattoo of him it's just such an amazing thing knowing that I carry him in my heart I now carry him on my arm My name is Mike Ruiz, and Oliver and I are individuals. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab. She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier. Thanks, EpiPet. 
To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. That's epi-pet.com. Thank you for joining us on the Peppas. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, it's time. It's time for celebrity news. Guess who's on the cover of August Vogue? Boy, I don't know. Ariana Grande and one of her, the singer, and one of her adorable rescue dogs, Toulouse. Now, I think she has Cinnamon and Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls, I think, is a chihuahua. Are Vogue's new cover stars for next month. Ari shared the news with a post on her Instagram account with a caption saying, Thanks for allowing me to be in the background of Toulouse's first Vogue cover (laughs) at Vogue magazine. Well, you know, in the cover image, which was photographed, of course, by the famous Annie Leibovitz. Ariana is wearing a textured black Dior dress. It's fantastic. A massive hat and some very fine jewelry by Anna Corey. And while her companion Beagle Chihuahua mix appears au natural, Mm. of course, flaunting his naturally tanned fur, nice and puffed up and shiny and polished. And the two look perfect for the beach. I think that's the background. I'm going to post the picture on the social media channel so you can see the cover of the magazine. You know, I have to admit this. So every time I look at or hear or see Ariana Grande, I'm always reminded of one thing. And I don't know if, you know, we saw it together, actually, Dr. Fleck. Uh, She was with some friends in a donut shop and she licked (laughs) the donut. So, of course, when everyone was talking about the chick in Texas uh, licking Licking the the ice ice cream, cream. I couldn't help but thinking of Ariana Grande licking the donut. And then the thing that really got to me was when she said she hated America and Americans. Of course, she has since apologized But unfortunately, that has stuck in my mind. And also what has stuck in my mind is how many folks died at in the bombing in her Manchester concert. And uh, unfortunately, I can't get those images out of my mind. All those young girls and guys and their parents. Unfortunately, that's how she was globally introduced. That's one of those things that kind of stay with you wherever you go. One of those 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 tragedies. So, well, we wish her the best of luck. And the photo shoot is fantastic. She looks amazing. But, you know, let's move on. Let's move on with something really positive and let's do some flex facts, baby. Some flex facts. I'm ready. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. It's going to take long. You got the time. So without further ado, flex facts. So, Doc. What are we going to talk about today? Well, let's talk about summer travel. You want to talk about flying? You want to talk about traveling in the auto? What would well, you like to do? Let's talk about it all. It's okay. a great topic. Okay. Okay. And as a lot of people know, I travel all the time. And just last week, I know this is hard to believe, but I was in New York, Denver, San Diego, and Vegas and home on Saturday. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a city a day. And I think whether you're traveling to one city or multiple cities, it's important and you and I talk about this all the time to plan ahead, especially if you're planning a summer trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. With delays and flights and lots of hot weather. It's craziness. Of course, when I'm left behind, I have to plan on my dinners too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no, mm-hmm. yeah, no mm-hmm. supermarket mm-hmm. runs for me, just mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So doc, 
Tell us why it's important to have your vet conduct a wellness exam before traveling with your pet. Well, you want you if you're going to be traveling and it's going to be um, stressful, uh-huh. then you want your pet to be as healthy as possible. Right. You want to make and sure you need to know that right. they're healthy. Right. You want to make sure they're fit for and travel. Since we live with them every day, we uh-huh. don't really recognize if they're beginning to fade or something. So it's time to visit with your veterinarian and have a general physical. And I think one of the things that you're constantly asked about is uh, the airlines, because the airlines have requirements have changed, correct? Absolutely. And not only just the airlines in general, but you need to look at each carrier because each carrier has some specific requirements before they'll allow the pet to fly. Right. Basically, they need a health certificate, which has to come from the veterinarian's office. Many require uh, a note from the veterinarian Uh indicating that the pet is friendly and not dangerous right? and well-behaved. And then, of course, you always take your medical records with you, whether you're traveling in a vehicle or whether you're traveling in the air, you need that. And I must point out, please believe your veterinarian when you go to their, their office with, with this information, because when you go to the ticket desk, even though he's told you or she's told you that you need all this information, the ticket person may not ever ask for it. But no. it's a one time that they're going to ask for right. all this information that you don't have it and they won't let you travel. I think it's a that. really good idea to print out the information and read it a few times before you go. Okay, I, so I have another suggestion too yeah. that's really important. When you call the carrier, uh-huh. get the name and badge number of the individual okay. for their information. Yeah, but print out that information. That'll always help you. And the other thing is one of the reasons I like to have my pet looked at before a flight is I want to just make sure that if anything goes wrong, I know what to do if my animal gets sick. Okay. Now I'm always worried. Like I said, what if my dog gets sick when I'm traveling? What should I bring? A first aid kit for the, for the pet is as appropriate as first aid kit for us. Right. Clearly you need to have the medical records. Right. Clearly you need to have Google available so that if you do have a health problem, something locally in emergency care center can be called and ask for information. And, you know, I was, you know, one thing that's always curious, the water strains are always different. So I think it's a good idea. Like if you have some remedy for uh, diarrhea. Definitely need that. And each of us as veterinarians has our own little concoction that we like to send with you. I have what I call the doggy Pepto-Bismol product called Endosorb that I like all of my uh, patients to go with when they travel. Okay. Uh, but other veterinarians have other choices Yeah, because too. when you're giving your, that's why a lot of people suggest that you use bottled water because that way it's like consistent, whereas the water strain in each city is different. So it might not agree with your pet. And to help you, if you get a little loose stool, remember there's four little things that you can give as a supplement, pumpkin, even out of a can, right? cottage cheese, yogurt, and steamed white rice. Yeah, that's always a good idea. And I'm, I'm sure your local hotel can give you the name of a little Chinese restaurant that you can get some some rice and some yeah. uh, some broth. Okay. A few years ago, uh, I was traveling. This was in 2015 to Chicago. And of course, I was really concerned with canine influenza. I remember I had you buy the canine influenza vaccine. It caused a fortune because it was only Ty getting it at the mm-hmm. time. And you were like, oh my gosh, we're spending all this money for one dog to get the shot. But anyway, so last year when I traveled to San Diego, I was told there was a hepatitis epidemic. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. So, of course, what I did was I spent some time traveling, learning about the disease and how it could affect pets and myself. 
So I think when traveling to another city, pet owners need to be familiar with health hazards that can affect them as well as their pets. I mean, it just very talk to your veterinarian. Really, the best thing also to do is get your dog used to be whether it's the car or whether it's in a travel bag or a cage. Get him used to being oh, in re- it well in advance. Remember one other thing when you're traveling sure. in the car, okay? Because they're like the girls. We got to stop and you know have little stops for you know what, and the and the dogs need to have. What are you saying? Too. You could get in trouble for this. I know, well. but it's so true. I could travel for five, six, seven hours and no problems. But when I bring my significant others, they always seem to have to stop. Your significant others? Uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, significant others. Okay, yes, we're going to yes, stop yes. this now because Dr. Yes, yes. Flex is going to get in trouble. <laughs> okay, still to come, my I like you of the week. Also in segment three, we're going to be chatting with my friend Caroline Lovner about being one half of a therapy dog team dedicating her life to others. So we'll be back in a flash. So stay with us. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy. So I asked our vet who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple and it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. (laughs) I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And now for my I Likey of the Week. <laughs> Just happened to find it in Las Vegas. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. Well, the Hello Kitty Cafe Las Vegas opened Friday at the Park MGM's Outdoor Dining and Entertainment Patch on the strip between New York, New York and Park MGM. Well, the Japanese company Sanrio created Hello Kitty in 1974, so she's aged a bit over the years. Well, the beloved kitty has appeared in retail stores, television and film for decades, and now she has her own pink cafe open to the public each day at 11 a.m. And they're serving treats and coffee, hot chocolate, and specialty drinks. I think you remember, Dr. Fleck, I told you they have these great lemonades with fresh fruit. You told me that a number of times. I know, because it was so stuck in my mind. If you have a chance, try the blueberry lemonade. Well, I went to the Las Vegas opening. I enjoyed the drinks. Like I said, the blueberry lemonade. I definitely posted pics on our social media channels. So check them out at the Pet Buzz. Maybe you should go. 
When I go to Las Vegas, that'll next, be on, on your my next list. Trip. Yes. Well, I'm mm-hmm. going to go back again when I go in August for Super Zoo. Okay. So let's move on. Let me tell you about our next guest. Okay. So, you know, Doc and I really like a good human interest story. And for those of you who know, I was on Fox and Friends last week appearing in a Get Pet Cool segment with Steve Ducey and Ainsley Earhart. If you haven't seen it, I'll make sure it's up on our social media channel so you can see that too. And also in the segment were some of my or New York's finest pet owner influencers. And one in particular is a very handsome dog named Bo. He's a Siberian Husky with these lovely, like, piercing blue eyes. I'm jealous. What, of Bo? No, of the blue eyes. Of the blue eyes. Well, his owner, Caroline, she's just so lovely. Well, Bo is a working dog, and he's modeled for Vogue and Ralph Lauren and other famous companies. But really, Bo spends his days with Carolyn, making people's lives better as he volunteers around New York City and the greater New York area. And, you know, for me, and I I never really told you this, Dr. Fleck, but I keep up with Bo and Caroline every day through the locator on my phone. Hmm. And I see where they are every day and who they're volunteering with, uh, what organizations. And for me, in a way, it's comforting to know that Bo is, uh, is on the move each day, helping adults and children, uh, working his magic. And there are days, you know, when I'm not feeling so great, it it's really makes me feel better to know that Bo is constantly doing volunteer work. And I would say probably each week I say a prayer for them so that they can continue their good work. And joining us today to talk about Bo and the good work that he does is his handler and guardian, Caroline Lovner. Caroline, good morning and welcome to the Pet Buzz. Good morning. Um, we, uh, Bo and I are so enthusiastic to be on with you guys. And I, Dr. Fleck, I love how you said handler and guardian <laughs> because a lot of people refer to me as an owner, but a guardian, you own a cell phone, you own a home, but when it comes to a living being, you're their handler or their guardian. And that's exactly so why we introduced you that way. Definitely. <laughs> So, Caroline, tell us how you came to have Bo in your life. So, Bo um, is a shelter pup who rescued me roughly 10 years ago. He's a beautiful, purebred Siberian husky with piercing blue eyes. He had a difficult start to life. Uh, he was a neglect case and unloved. He was surrendered to a city shelter and later placed on the euthanasia list. Thankfully, a small husky rescue group called Ma Pa Saves His Life. Ma Pa is a wonderful organization located outside of Philadelphia whose mission is to rescue and save lives of Siberian Huskies. I really salute these small mom and pop rescues. Uh, they really rely on foster care and um, not always do they have a, a facility such as a city shelter. So they're really invested in their animals, and I, I salute Mapa and all the small uh, rescues. I do, too, because I've do. been to that Philadelphia shelter. I know what that's like, and there's so many dogs that come in there every day. And although it's a large shelter, it's very limited in how many dogs they can actually I, keep. I'm also interested in the way that Caroline said Bo rescued her. I know that. that I thought was that was great. Cool. Caroline, you know, I understand that you never volunteered prior to having Bo, which, you know, now that I know you, it's so hard to believe that. So what inspired you to train Bo to be a therapy dog? And how did you prepare him for life as a therapy dog? 
So the reason I said rescued me is uh, I had another, before Bo was Nikki, Nikki was another Siberian husky who, whom I rescued from Bidoui. Uh, he was a 9-11 dog. Mm-hmm. And for the last three years of his life, I turned into a caregiver, meaning um, he had multiple different um, ailments. And we were at the bed in the AMC, the Animal Medical Center. We were doing every hemopathic, blood work, oncology, et cetera. And when Bo came into my life, it was like a whole new beginning. And um, it was three days outside of, so Bo was, foster care was in Delaware. So Bo was in a rural environment. He came into New York and he was so adjusted and it was so remarkable. I took him to my vet three days into New York and he said, oh my goodness, this dog has something really special. Have you ever heard of animal assisted intervention? And at the time, the organization was called Delta Society. They did a lot of rebranding. Now it's called Pet Partners, the International Therapy Animal Organization, um, based out of Bellevue, Washington. And I trust animals because they don't just register canines and felines, but there are horses, there are rabbits, there are any kind of animal that has that intuition of feeling. They will register and you can go through the training. So what I find really interesting, you have to understand, Caroline had a very successful career, Dr. Fleck, and, and she worked in retail. She worked in Macy's. And a few years ago, she decided that her life had completely changed because of Bo. Mm -hmm. And now not everyone can do this, obviously. Mm -hmm. And she is a professional volunteer. Her mission in life now on a daily basis is to take Bo to various charities in the mm-hmm. New York City and the greater New York area. And this is what she does all day long. And I said in our introduction of you how I find it comforting to know that you guys are on the scene. My locator pins you wherever you are. You're the only person <laughs> I care about that I'm actually, that, that in my so life, fine. that is pinned. And, you know, um, I think to change your life like that, to just is is just is unbelievable for you to say that about me thank you so much that is so generous and kind of you i I, you know i it was a really hard decision leaving macy's macy's i love and adore and i i left my great rapport and i'm still in correspondence with the team the ceo deskinette etc and um i find that we all get older and i don't want to ever think that I made the wrong decision and what if and I am just following my heart and my dream and I know that one will be successful if they follow their heart and they and that drive. <laughs> Caroline, unfortunately we have to wrap this up, but I you know Okay. I, I want everyone to I, go to, to Caroline's website because you I want you to see Bo. I want you to see them in action. I want you to see Caroline when she started and you know the grow the, the kind of a young gal like wearing a tank top and now the woman that she is is now and just all of the work that she does and to be inspired to do some of and what to, she does right, exactly and to be inspired That's the bottom line is I, I i hope this that this task today that being with you guys has inspired others and you know what what they i really- love is that you know you can see caroline i remember uh, the videos it doesn't make a difference 
what their political affiliation is, what color the people are. That's what I love. It's like, you know, she's helping people. There's no tax dollars. We could talk about this forever. So I know I we we'll can. Come back. <laughs> we can. You'll definitely come back. Well, anyway, for more information about Carolyn so and Bo, I want you to visit BoTheRescueDog.com. So what's next on the show? When I come back, I'm going to fill you in on my global pet news as well as the best pet reads of the summer. So stay tuned. Warmer temperatures mean more time outside. You have sunscreen for yourself, but what about Fido? According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. I love two things, sports and my dog Chester. Where I go, he goes. To the beach, to play soccer, everywhere. We spend a lot of time together in the sun, so I always carry a can of EpiPet sunscreen. So Chester is protected from the sun's harmful UV rays. I just spray it on and I don't have to worry. Chester is protected, so I know my sports buddies can be with me for a long time. Thanks, EpiPet. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban. Suburban. And and country. country. Well, let's kick off the show with some global pet news. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. MegVI, also known as Face++, is a Chinese... AI that's artificial intelligence startup that supplies facial recognition software for the Chinese government surveillance program. They're expanding their technology beyond humans to recognize different faces of pets. How about that? I think that's great. According to Abacus News, Face Plus Plus's new program is trained to recognize dogs by their nose prints, hmm. much like how humans have unique fingerprints. Using the Face Plus Plus app, the company says it can register your dog simply by scanning the snout through your phone's camera. How interesting. Yeah. Just like how a phone registers your fingerprint for biometric unlocks, the app asks you to take photos of your dog's nose for multiple angles. I'm going to do that when I get home. Okay. Mega V's says it has, I don't know if that's Mega 7 or Mega VEs or let's just call it Face Plus Plus. Okay. Says it has an accuracy rate of 95% and has reunited 15,000 pets with their owners through the app. Facial recognition for pets is becoming more widespread over the past few years. This concept has been used by researchers for wildlife conservation. So that's something I didn't even know. I wonder if it can be substituted for microchipping. Over in the U.S., an application that actually uh, Microsoft developed and then also Finding Rover uses facial recognition technology to locate cats Mm. and dogs that are reported missing. But in China, Face++ says its app will be used for more than just reuniting owners with their lost pets. Now, this sounds typical Chinese. With its existing relationship with the government, (laughs) it says its app can be used to monitor 
uncivilized dog keeping mm. to find civilians who don't pick up after their dogs or allow them to walk without leashes in public spaces. Mm. It sounds more like it's going to be finding protesters mm-hmm. and identify them. I mm-hmm. think it's just uh, another way to, to find you. So time ch- will tell. Yes. Those Chinese folks with dog owners need to uh, pick up and obey the leash laws. A new tenement square. Well, Summer's here, as mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Temperatures are soaring. And for book lovers, it could only mean one thing. It's a great time for reading something fun, maybe at the beach, maybe at your back deck. And I am a big reader, so I'm excited. Joining us today is a Publishers Weekly Reviews Editor, Everett Jones. Everett, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So, what are the must-read animal books that should be on pet lovers' summer reading list? Okay, I think I think one book that uh, every pet lover can enjoy and also learn from is a book called Mutual Rescue: How Adopting a Homeless Animal Can Save You Too. Uh, it's from uh, Carol Novello, and she, she's the president of Humane Society Silicon Valley. And uh, basically, just as the title says, it's about how adopting it from a shelter can help can help the animal but it can also help you we're big fans uh, of mutual rescue here so that's a good call because we love carol great. and we yes. love yeah we do we love uh some of their subject oh, matter we've had two of their subjects of their videos on our show okay so what other uh what's your favorite new pet book and why okay i think my my favorite is alexander horowitz's new book i'm sure you guys know about her we do uh, we do she, the author of Being a Dog, Inside of a Dog, two of her previous books. Her new book is called Our Dogs Ourselves. It's not so much just about dogs, it's about the human-dog bond and basically how our dogs help define who we are. We bring them into our families. A lot of people treat them like their children. Uh, and so I think that that's a book that all of her fans are going to enjoy. Yeah, I got seven dogs. I wonder what that says about myself. <laughs> seven dogs and one cat, and I live with you, Dr. Fleck, in the vet clinic. That makes another dog. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> gee, what what does that say about me? Okay, well, let, let's move on here. Hey, you got any interesting pet mystery books that would make for good summer reads? I think one that comes from a re- really popular author who's been running for a long time. She has lots of fans. Is uh, Rita Mae Brown's new book? I knew you were going to say of- that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> easy guess. This is her uh, Mrs. Murphy uh, mystery series. This is actually the twenty seventh book in the series, if you can believe that. And the book is called Whiskers in the Dark, and it has the same characters: Mary Harrison and her animals solve it, again solving a murder, and Mrs. Murphy, of course, of course, being one of the animals. Rita Mae Brown, she's actually, um, she's, I've read a lot of her books and they're fun. Pet lovers are really just going to say that really sounds Mm -hmm. like a fun book to read. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Okay. So, um, what about for young adults as well as, uh, for kids? Well, I think I I have one for young adults. It's actually a graphic novel. And imagine the incredible journey that that old Disney movie combined with Stranger Things. It's called (laughs) Beasts of Burden, Wise Dogs and Eldritch Men. And so it's basically a, supernatural horror story slash adventure, but with all the characters being talking dogs and oh, other animals. I like that. That would yeah, be great. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. That would be great for a teen in your life. Okay, <laughs> what about for little kids? Kids, uh, here's one that's 
going to be fun for them, also educational. It's called Dogs in Space, and it's the story of two of the Soviet space dogs. You remember how they began their space program, mm-hmm. not launching humans, launching animals into space. And these are, this is a book about Belka and Strelka, who were uh, the first two dogs to be recovered safely from, from space. Mm. So I think that it's, be it's fun. educational. Yeah. I'm a kid. I'll read it. <laughs> you would. You would. Okay. So coloring books are still really popular. Any new ones we should know about? Well, I mean, there, there are just so many books in that category. Um, I think some, a few that look fun are Zen Doodle Coloring, Dogs on Vacation. So something great to take along to the beach. The Dog Breeds Pet Fashion Illustration Encyclopedia Companion Book. And this is volume four of the series. So it's obviously uh, popular. Is that one by Laura? Lauren Dar. Yeah. yeah, we know Laura. Okay. She used to and, come to uh, my pet writing we... conference. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's doing well in that genre. That's good. And I think one last one, a uh, lovable dog coloring book, which is, I think the title pretty much speaks for itself. And cool. that's from uh, Morgana Sky. Love that. So helpful for educating kids. I know. And the coloring <laughs> is fun. I mean, it's, you know, for, you know, it's mm-hmm. so funny because we adults now color. I mean, I have coloring books and I have pencils. I just don't have any time to reduce my stress. So, but I've got a stack of them on my desk, but um, maybe I'll find some time. No, I doubt it. I won't find any time to color. Hey, you know, during the summertime, we kind of reverse ourselves or revert back to the classics. Any pet book classics that you would suggest? I think my my favorite, my recommendation has to be uh, Thurber's Dogs. Uh, this is, you know, James Serber, the great New Yorker, uh, author, uh, cartoonist, and he was also a great, uh, dog lover, wrote a lot about the dogs in his life. And so th- this book is a collection of all the, the stories, true life stories he wrote, uh, about the dogs he owned. Um, there's the dog that bit people is one of the classic stories in that. That sounds like um, Barney, President a- uh, Bush's dog. <laughs> he bet, but he bet, re- exactly. but he bet reporters. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. So, cantankerous dogs, uh, lo- you know, loving dogs. Uh, some of the, some of the stories are really touching and sweet. Others are just hilarious. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a classic and evergreen that I think people should should check out if they haven't read it before. So, any great books for small gifts for adults? Let's say. Yes, I have a perfect one called Dogs versus Ice Cream. Dogs <laughs> versus Ice Cream. Two of my favorite things. <laughs> hey, Everett, thanks for joining us today. Well, that was Everett Jones, a reviews editor for Publishers Weekly. To learn more about Everett and Publishers Weekly, check out publishersweekly.com. And Shark. And Shark. Got it. Stick up. And there's the bell signifying it's time to wrap the show. But Already? before I know, Dr. Fleck, can you thank our guests? Special thanks to our guests, George Burgess, Caroline Lovner, and Everett Jones. And we always must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coated ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Now, if you have a question, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com and we'll cover it on our next show. And just so you know, you can follow along on our social media channels as the show airs. And if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels, podcast outlets like TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify, and listen to the podcast on Monday morning. iTunes and Google Play are definitely coming soon. And most importantly, remember, we're here each week. 
to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. My name is Michelle Schaefer. I'm the mom of three boys, and I'm from Haddonfield and North Wildwood, New Jersey. I met Aladdin through my work with Lilo's Promise Animal Rescue, and I foster the emaciated dogs that come into our program. Aladdin came to us. He had been dumped at the side of the road. He weighed about 18 pounds. He had broken bones, other wounds, and he was missing 12 teeth. He was the worst abuse case I had ever seen. The most moving experience that I've had while working with Aladdin were when we were first responders at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. And Aladdin usually works off leash. He was on leash that night and he led me over to a very specific person. And here that man had been in the nightclub the night of the shootings. He and Aladdin shared a very special moment that really made me cry. Aladdin has changed the way I see the world in a million different ways. The main thing is to treat people with kindness and compassion. My name is Michelle Schaefer, and Aladdin and I are individuals.